Welcome to the Triple Double Life podcast, a place where we teach people on how to become high-level students, athletes, and adults. We focus on four main pillars, faith, fitness, family, finances, in order to attain freedom. We'll be talking about performance in the coming few weeks. What is performance and how can we make sure that we perform at a higher level, be it in sports, in life, at work, anywhere where we need to perform? How can we raise our performance levels and how can we keep our performances in a stable state and not be fluctuating around because sometimes we are 120 sometimes we're 50 sometimes we're 60 how can we stay at like 100 throughout the year being at that point is probably the hardest thing being at 100 120 all the time performing so well is very hard because we are human beings we get drained and then we re-energize we get drained and then we re-energize for myself i take about 14 days i perform 14 days at a really really high level and then after 14 days it drops down for about two three days i'm low and then again i go for it 14 days and then i'm at a high and then after that three days so how how should i make sure that i stay at 120 and then in those three days when I drop, I go to 100 at least, and then I keep going. Because at this stage, it's 120 for 14 days, and then I go to 70, and then I go down. But I want to stay 120, 100, 120, 100. How am I going to be doing that? So I will be giving you some steps that I have looked at from the sports psychology side to actually say, okay, for you to stay at, at 120 throughout, these are some of the things that you need to do. All right, so we're going to talk about control processing and automatic processing. When you talk about control processing in sport, we're looking at someone who's still learning a skill. They cannot perform the skill yet without thinking. So it's not uh, by instinct yet. In automatic processing, you can now do it without even thinking. So you can shoot a hoop without even thinking. You're now able to make it happen all the time without even thinking, all right? So what is the difference between that? In control processing, it's going to be slow. It's going to be hard. But in automatic processing, it's going to be quick and you'll be going right away. A golf swing, when you're still learning how to do it, is control processing. But a golf swing by a professional is not automatic processing you wonder how do they do that well it's not automatic it's not easy for them to carry it out all right so how can neville stay at 120 he needs to go into automatic processing there's some things that he needs to do naturally without thinking all right and some of those things are like cleaning his room doing the laundry uh ironing the laundry um making sure that the house is clean all the time. That should be control processing. That should be the easiest part. It should be second nature to make sure I do that. At this stage, it's still control processing. I have to think about it. I have to write it down to say, oh, don't forget to clean the room. Don't forget to do this. Don't forget to do the laundry. On this day, you're supposed to do the laundry. Literally, I write it down so that I remember. So it's not yet automatic processing, but it needs to get to automatic processing when I, when I wake up on a Tuesday and I'm like, oh, Tuesday, laundry. Oh, Monday, cleaning the room. Oh, Wednesday, cleaning the bath. Oh, this is how it needs to get to. Like, it needs to become control processing. All right? 
why do we need to separate control and automatic because of capacity interference all right everyone's got a certain capacity of processing in their minds and that's why most of the times we're not supposed to be focusing on a lot of things why because when you focus on a lot of things other things are going to start lagging behind that's why you need to make sure that every single time you're performing at a high level what do i mean we you you need to focus on three, four things constantly and you're going to stay at 120. The problem is you have five, six things that you're focusing on. So one is going to drop, one is going to be high. One is going to drop, one is going to be high. One is going to be high, one is going to drop. You need to make sure that you put, you narrow your focus down. A sniper focuses on one thing for hours until they get the right shot. But you know what? Never at this stage, machine gun. What just just wants to shoot everything. No. I need to start working with the sniper now. I need to start saying, okay, this is what I want to achieve. Load, ready, shoot. Boom. I need to get there. I need to get to a point where everything is sniper, sniper. Using a sniper, I need to narrow down my focus and have a few things that I focus on. Not 20 things. All right. The reason why is because if I focus on two or three things, I'm able to stay engaged all the time. But if I'm focusing on 100 or 50 things, it's going to be hard to stay in focus. It's going to be hard to focus on just those five things or just on those 50 things. It's harder to focus. But if I know that the laundry, the cleaning room, the bath, all those things are, are automatic things that just happen. Then I don't need to focus on them. They just happen. On Monday, laundry's done. On Tuesday, this is done. On Wednesday, this is done. I don't need to focus on that. And then the other things, the tiny bits, okay, the marketing. Neville needs to do some marketing, all right? Then I need to have control processing on that, all right? That's one. If I have to focus on the... Coaching side, control processing, because you want to tailor make each session for each child. All right? Control processing, those are two things. Relationships with the people around you, you want that to be control processing. You want to keep going. You, you don't want it to be monotonous. You want it literally to be control processing because relationships are people. The coaching, people, marketing, people. You literally need to have control processing in that because you you want to make sure that the relationship grows. I haven't spoken to my uncle for months, I think two, three months. And this morning I was like, you know what? I need to send him a message. I don't care how he feels. I don't care how I feel. I need to send him a message and say, how are you doing, uncle? I love you. I miss you. I hope you're good. All right? We need to get to a place where things are no longer just automatic but at the same time just not control we need to know what we put in control and we need to know what we put in automatic relationships and people should be in control work stuff things that you can systematically make all that automatic all right let's get a little bit more practical if you're playing hockey learning how to dribble for the first time you're going to be using control. You are going slowly and dribbling. So it's going to be frustrating. 
Same thing with your relationships. You're building relationships. It's going to be frustrating, always. But you have to learn to keep going through those frustrations. Why? Because as you learn, some control processing is going to be learned. We don't want it to be control processing, but some control processing will be learned and it will become easier to navigate. All right. So speaking to people, make it something that you do, something that's part of your life. Not being scared. All right. Automatic processing requires little effort, attention, or awareness, whereas control processing requires high awareness, much attention, and intensive effort. Increase in emotional arousal can narrow the attentional field. So there are other things that could influence your control processing. So you are now a great player. You're able to play. You're able to dribble in automatic processing. You're a great player, but there are other things that are going to now come into play that will push you to not perform at the highest level. What do I mean by this? You've got a relationship, all right, with your uncle, your friends, your brothers, your sisters, relationship. But instead of building that relationship with your uncle and getting close and getting to speak to each other, uh, what could actually happen is that you start focusing on other things that don't really matter. You start focusing on how he hasn't texted you, how he hasn't done something, how he hasn't done something, how he hasn't done something. If it's in sport, you start focusing on the people around you, who's not passing you the ball. You're not able to dribble, but when you have the ball, you're thinking about who, who hasn't passed you the ball or if you're going to score or not. You need to be intentional and deliberate in what you do. When you get the ball, when you're now speaking to your uncle, focus on your uncle. When you have the ball, focus on the ball. Don't focus on the other negative stuff that may come in. Why am I saying this? Because self-defeating thoughts are naturally bound to come when you start focusing on other things. So if you're playing hockey, you're a great dribbler, you play well, but then someone speaks in the crowd and says, you are so bad, you suck, you're not great. You're going to start focusing on not being great when you are great. So don't allow yourself to start focusing on other things that are in the periphery. Things that are around. Things that are not right in front of you. Focus on the things that are in front of you. If I'm not mistaken, the Bible says, I press towards the high calling to reach my goal. The things that are in front of me. And the Bible says, he who has a vision, let him write it down. And he should not tarry. He should not look to the sides. He should go forward with his vision. But the problem is that when we have acquired a skill, when we know what to do, when we know how we're supposed to do it, we start asking around, okay, counsel is good, but make sure you know who your counsel is because your counsel could be breaking you down. Make sure you know who your supporters are on the field because other people could break you down. Whatever you allow into your mind is very important because if you allow the wrong things into your mind, you are going to break down. You're not going to perform at the highest level. Trust me, Neville, I still doubt if I'm able to 
speak to a group of kids. I've spoken to a group of kids so many times. I still doubt if I'm an amazing coach. I've coached so many times. But why? Because it's focusing on the outside and not focusing on the inside. What do I mean? Focus on what God has given you, the gifts that God has given you. Neville, I've given you the power to speak to people. I've given you the power to feel how they feel. I've given you the power to inspire and motivate them. But what, do, what is Neville thinking about? Neville's thinking about, ah, uh, what are they thinking about? Do they like me? They don't need to like me. Why? Because God has given me the power to inspire and motivate. They don't need to say, you're amazing. Why? Because God has given me the power to inspire and motivate. I hope you understand what I'm saying. Every single time you get self-defeating thoughts, you need to have affirmations that strongly speak to you. That would be like, okay, I am great. I can do it. I, I'm powerful. I'm great. God, why? Because God says I'm great. Because God says I'm a chosen generation. So if I am a chosen generation, I should not doubt. And I should know how to separate control from automatic processing. I should know that there are things that are going to come into my life that might actually push me away from automatic and back into control processing. Things that I've learned and someone is going to put doubt and tell you that you're not... You, you're not able to do it. And it's fine for them to tell you. You need people who are going to critique you. Yes, but positive criticism. Because why? They need to tell you the truth, but build you up and put you on the right path. So that you can move. Someone said to me, powerfully, I've been worried about what's going to happen in the next few months. And this man looked at me and said, Neville, God is going to take care of you. God is not only going to take care of you, but he's going to take care of your brothers as well. Why? Because he says he's going to take care of you. So stop worrying. And that was the end of it. And what am I saying today? I'm saying whatever you are struggling to keep at 120, to keep at 100, know that God has already put you there. He's already made sure that you're able to withstand it. It might be tough. Yes. It might be hard. Yes. But he knows what you're supposed to do and he knows how it's supposed to be done. So you don't have to worry. Why? Because it's not by your strength that you do things. It's by his strength. The worries that you put around you, we should not worry about them. Why? Because we should focus on what's ahead. I am literally looking through a door and there's so many things to my left and to my right, but I'm looking through the door so that I keep focus on what's ahead. And that's what we should be in a position to do. We should be focusing on what's in front of us. Self-defeating thoughts hamper performance. Attempting to actively or consciously control the process involved in a skill can degrade performance. So 
If you know how to do something and then you start thinking, how am I going to do this? I know how to speak. I know how to motivate. I know how to inspire. I don't need to think about inspiring. I don't need to think about motivating. Why? Because that's what God has done. That's what God has put into me. But when I start thinking about how to motivate, when I start thinking how to inspire, then I have a problem. Why? Because I'm thinking about it. I'm making it control processing when it's supposed to be an automatic processing. It's supposed to be automatic. It's supposed to be something that flows from within. It's something that when I start speaking, I start to inspire. When I start speaking, I start to motivate. I tell you you're able to do it. I tell you you're more than capable. I tell you that through Christ, you are more than capable. You can do it. And even though if doubt creeps in and tells me, never you're not able to do it, I need to be in a position to say, I am able to do it. Why? Not because of my strength, not because of my goodness, not because of righteousness. No, but because God says I am able to do it and that is enough. I don't need to explain to anybody. I don't need to give anyone else affirmation that I can do it or that you can do it. No, you know you can do it. So keep going. Don't doubt what God has given you. Don't doubt what is in your heart. If you've been given a, if you have a strong conviction of what you should do and how you should do it, don't tarry. Don't look to the left or to the right. Focus on what's ahead and make sure you keep that laser focus. You get that sniper rifle and make sure you keep shooting. Until you get what you want to get. But don't get a machine gun. Because machine gun, you're hoping to just kill everything and just hope that you shoot the person in the end. But a sniper, you're going to wait and wait and wait and wait and wait. Two shots at most. One should be perfect. And when we're in that position, our performance will be great. I'll be able to stay at 120 you'll be able to stay at 100. So keep raising your performance. Don't be scared of who you are. You are amazing and you can do it. I believe in you and keep going. If you need help as an athlete, student or adult with one of the following areas, focus, routine, motivation, emotional intelligence, habits, confidence, fear or doubt, Go on and download our free copy of the Triple Double Life program. Check out our website for more details.